guys and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me Sandy Byrne. Now in this episode I want to talk a little bit to you about moments and about cherishing them okay and by this I don't just mean what you're doing today and who you're doing it with. Um, now yeah of course that like that's always important okay because you're making memories to cherish but what I'm really talking about here are the moments that we concentrate on after our loved ones have passed away. Okay, so I'm publishing this podcast on January the 10th, 2024. So we've just come through the Christmas and the New Year celebrations, you know, and it's been a very, very upsetting time for a lot of people, especially those of you who lost somebody in 2023. And can I just say to you all that I was thinking about each and every one of you over the holidays and I've been sending healing out to everybody who's grieving, you know, because I know that you might still be grieving even if you lost somebody before 2023, okay? It doesn't matter how long ago, we're still grieving and you need to take as long as you like to grieve. That's not what this episode is about. What I do want to talk about is what we concentrate on when somebody dies, you know, and I've lost people myself too. And, you know, I know that this doesn't make me an expert on grief, you know, just because I've lost somebody, because everybody's experience is different. I just want to talk about it because I feel that we don't talk about these things enough. Okay, so that's what I want to do in this episode. And all I'm asking for is for you to consider changing the way that you think about someone that you've lost. Okay, and I know that a lot of you won't be ready to do that today, but I hope that this gives you some food for thought for the future. Okay, so where this came from was that I was thinking a lot over the holidays about the people that I read for in the run up to Christmas, okay? And those that I read for in the week between Christmas and the new year, okay? Because these are, you know, I suppose they're the, I don't know what you'd call it, the, the spark point, if you like, for grief. You know, when we're coming up to birthdays, coming up to anniversaries, coming up to holidays, you know, like if you're in the States, you have Thanksgiving, you know, we have Christmas, we have the new year, you know, and so on and so forth, okay? And one of the common themes that came up in conversation this year and every year, but it's just because we've just come through the time now, it's just still fresh in my mind, okay? The common theme that we always talk about is the fact that their loved ones aren't with them for the holidays, okay? Now, this is a very normal reaction, okay? But when I try to get across to people um, that, you know, that there will be a time in their grief process when they won't concentrate solely on the fact that they have lost their person, but that hopefully, you know, that there will come a time when they will concentrate more on the memories that this person left them, okay? It's not always, people don't always see it at the time, you know, because when we're in the throes of grief, all we can see is that they're gone and that we're here on our own, we've been left behind, you know, and maybe the the 
maybe the circumstances of someone's passing were you know sudden or tragic or whatever not that it makes it you know any worse for people who've lost somebody after illness but you know we're all left with these scars that we have to carry you know and bear for the rest of our lives okay but what I'm, I'm trying to ask of you here is maybe that you think of them a little bit differently it won't happen overnight but in time okay because when you think about it okay You've probably had years with this person while they were alive not always in some cases sometimes we've lost a child that was very small or whatever but you know they've left us with some kind of a memory even if it was holding them for you know 10 minutes or whatever okay but you know in the general run of things the majority of people that we lose you know we will have had them for some years okay probably many Christmases and many New Year's celebrations spent with them, you know, lots of birthdays and many nondescript, you know, rainy Wednesday evenings when you were both sat in front of the fire drinking tea and giving out about the weather. Okay, now maybe that's a very Irish thing. But in each of these occasions and memories lies the love and the connection that we had with our loved ones. Okay, even little things like remembering how they liked their tea or their coffee. You know, did you make a joke about how much sugar they had in their tea or how much milk they liked in their coffee or whatever? Okay, was there a tradition that you liked to do for New Year's Eve? You know, maybe, you know, you just liked to be on your own and celebrate early and then go to bed early, you know, and have a good restful night's sleep while the rest of the world got tipsy on champagne or whatever else they're drinking. Okay. Did you have um, a tradition where you open your presents at midnight on Christmas Eve? Or did you have a tradition where you made everyone wait until after breakfast the following morning? Okay, so, you know, these are the memories that I'm talking about. So what I'm trying to ask you here is to remember the times that you had with your loved ones while they were here. Because when people come to me for a reading, there is a tendency for them to concentrate totally on the last minutes of someone's life. You know how they died if they knew that you were there do they know that you were sorry for being so short with them the last time you saw them and so on and so forth okay now these things are important don't get me wrong okay they are but in my opinion only from an evidential standpoint so i might tell you how someone died or who was in the room with them the last time you know they took a breath or what you said to them the last time you both spoke you know, all of these pieces of information are important from an evidential viewpoint. This is your loved one letting you know that it's them, that they knew you were there or that they see you now, that you're lamenting them, crying over them, grieving for them, whatever. Every bit of it is valid and every bit of it is important, but it's not something that the whole reading should concentrate on, okay? Now, a reading from me, you know, as I can only speak about how I do mediumship. But a reading for me generally takes on three sections, okay? Well, mine do anyway. You won't notice it during the reading, but I generally break it down into three sections. Okay, so first of all, we make a connection with someone. I describe who I'm connecting with and give some information about them. Okay, and when it becomes apparent who we have connected with, I always ask, is this someone that you want to develop the connection with or shall I stay going? And I do this because it's not always the person who comes through first that you want to connect with. A lot of times we connect, you know, maybe with an older relative, you know, that we may not have a lot of memories with. Maybe even in some cases you're aware that they existed, but maybe they were passed before you were born. 
Okay, but it's not uncommon for, you know, an older relative to come through to open up the reading. So think of it like opening up a door. This person comes through to establish the connection so that someone who may not be in spirit long and that long, okay, and who may not yet have enough energy to establish a connection by themselves. Okay, so sometimes we get an older relative, maybe somebody's father, grandfather, maybe your mother, grandmother, whatever, will come through to open up your energy, to open up their energy, to open up the connection, so that then the person that you're actually hoping to speak to will step into that energy and it's already open for them. Okay, so once we've established a connection with the person that you were hoping to connect with, then I'll give you more information to validate the connection. Okay, now this is very important because a good psychic will be able to read someone's energy and tell them who they've lost. Okay, so it's important that we validate the connection to show that it's really them in spirit talking to us. Okay, so that you know that you're not being read psychically. Okay, so this is where a medium will tell you things that they can't know. Sometimes even things that you've forgotten about. Okay, so this is where you might talk about the last words they heard you say. You know, maybe they'll talk about a family occasion that took place since they've passed and then mention how you remembered them at it or whatever. Okay, they might talk about the little family traditions that you had together and so on. Okay, and this can be where, you know, it comes in where they talk about, you know, the last words that you said together and stuff like that. Okay, so the third part or the main body of the reading, it's the conversation part. Okay, so this is where they talk to you. They give their opinion or advice, you know, that they have for you. And they give validation that they're still around you. Okay, and how they do this is by acknowledging things that have happened since they passed. Okay, and a lot of times it's the little things that you didn't even think twice about at the time that become the most evidential part of your mediumship reading. Okay, because it's the, the part where you go, oh my God. God, they were with me at that moment, you know, and it wasn't even something special because it doesn't have to be something special. Okay, so for example, I had a reading once, okay, where a lady, a lady was with me and her loved one came through and told her that they were now the sunflower that looks out for them. Okay, and they specifically showed me a sunflower. And this meant absolutely nothing to the person for a few minutes. Okay, she was really confused. But then she remembered that the day before she came to me for a reading, she'd been out in her garden, okay? And just randomly, she came across a sunflower, a fully open, bloomed, I don't know what word you'd use, sunflower in her garden. Tall, like, you know, like it had been there forever. But, you know, she'd never seen it before and she had never planted any sunflower seeds in her garden. So this was her loved one saying, I'm sending you signs. I sent you that sunflower. Okay, and they gave, the person in spirit gave her that sunflower, you know, basically so that they would have something that they could talk about in the reading. Because obviously the reading was booked in advance, you know, and they knew she was coming for a reading. So they gave her the sunflower so that they would be able to show her or prove to her that they're with her in the normal, more mundane life moments and not just when she was here with me, okay? On another occasion, a loved one in spirit told the person that I was reading for that they were with her when she broke her key in the door of her house, okay? 
And they, and I remember them laughing, you know, and they telling me that they had a good laugh at the hissy fit that she threw when this happened. And she actually laughed too, because she remembered that she'd actually only broken her key in the lock of the door. It was just a week before the reading. And she had cursed and she jumped up and down and she kicked the door and everything in a fit. So much so that her family, they'd all shared the video of her. You know, the ring doorbells where you can see somebody at your door. So the family were sharing this video around and all having a good laugh at the hissy fit that she threw. Okay, so the loved one in spirit was telling her that they were there with her when she was throwing this hissy fit. Okay, so it's the validation that they're not just with you. Okay, so they share these occurrences because they want you to know that they're with you all of the time. Okay, and as I say, not just when you're with me or any medium for a reading, but when you're going about your normal everyday life, doing everyday normal things. And by acknowledging these things um, that you're not necessarily thinking about when you're, you know, sitting in front of a medium, you know, then you know that you're not being read psychically, but that there's a real connection being made with your loved one. Okay. So I explain all of this information because I want you to know that while acknowledging how somebody died or the circumstances of someone's death is important from a validation point of view, it is not what they in spirit are concentrating on all of the time. They're remembering the time that you spent together, the happy times that you shared, the memories you created, the love that you shared, okay? These are the memories that are important. How somebody dies is a method of transportation, okay? In the same way that, you know, someone's born, it might be a natural birth, a C-section, a forceps, whatever, okay? But we don't judge someone's whole existence on the method of their delivery. We judge their existence on who they are when they're here. So try to think the same way about someone's passing. It may have been after an illness, it may have been sudden or tragic or whatever, but this isn't going to define who they are or how they progress in the spirit world. Now, it's only natural that time will be spent on it, you know, on the circumstances of their death by both of you, them in the spirit world and you here. You know, I have a relative who passed after a motorcycle accident. He was only 31. It took him nine years of our earth time to accept the fact that this had happened to him. But he did, and he has watched us all move on with our lives. And he comes through regularly to let us know that he's still around. You know, he doesn't want to be remembered as the person who died at the side of a road. But, you know, the man that he was, the fun-loving and funny person that he was when he lived here. And I'm going to share a very quick funny story with you, just to, to show the random quick moments that can be forgotten the next minute, but become part of their legacy. Okay, so Kevin that died, I've talked about him before. Apologies if I bore you going on about Kevin, but he gives me great um, leverage for talking. Okay, so Kevin lived in Limerick. Okay, and last year, actually, one of his good friends uh, got in touch after many years and he shared a lovely memory with me that he has of Kevin. So one day they were in Limerick City. Okay, and him and Kevin, they were walking down the road 
And it was very busy the same day, the, you know, the footpaths, if you know the main street in Limerick, any of you, there's quite wide footpaths and they were full to the neck of people walking in all directions. So in the middle of the crowd of people was an older gentleman carrying a grandfather clock. And as this older gentleman came nearer the two boys, you know, he shouted at them, why don't you move out of my way? <laughs> okay. Now, without even missing a beat or drawing breath, Kevin just replied back, why don't you wear a wristwatch like the rest of us? <laughs> okay. So this one quick memory, okay, all these years later, it sums up exactly who Kevin was. He was a smart arse with a quick tongue and a sharp sense of humour. Okay, this is who he was and who he still is. And this is how we remember him. You know, we don't, now we do, we do have our memories of it and it's part of, you know, the grief that we still, you know, share. But over the years, we learned to think back on these happy memories, okay? We try not to concentrate on the body that we got back, okay? Every single bone in his body was broken. You know, he had crude stitches up the side of his neck and, you know, his head after the, the autopsy, okay? But when he comes through, he doesn't want to talk about that. He talks about the times we spent together, the jokes that we told each other, you know, the arguing we did over scale electrics rates track on, you know, on Christmas Day. So one of us had got it from Santa Claus. OK, you know, if you don't know what a scale electrics track is, I don't know, do they still make them? It's like one of those electric race tracks, you know, and you um you you race the cars on them. Well, there was an almighty row on Christmas Day, um, you know, <laughs> on my cousins and uncles over over this racetrack and who was winning the races and who was cheating and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a funny memory now, but it was quite serious at the time. But it's these small memories that are the legacy of those that we've lost. Okay, so just to be very clear, I'm not asking you to get over it. Not at all. The grieving process has to run its course and it's different for everyone. What I am asking of you is that if you find yourself getting consumed by the dark thoughts of how you lost them, try filling your mind instead with the memories you created. You know, the things you did with them, the, 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 the happy times you shared with them, okay? Because this is exactly what they will be thinking about and what they will try to get across in a mediumship reading. Okay, so I hope that this little chat makes sense to you and that when the time is right for you, that you will be able to start looking at the legacy that they left you just a little bit differently. Okay, so for now I'll say goodbye and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. So until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife